morning, Sangha. Good morning, friends. Wherever you are, however you are, this Sunday morning, midday, afternoon. Very bright and sunny, cold morning here in Northern California. Enjoying the sunrise this morning. metaphor that we've been using of the sun as this light of awareness. So it's so beautiful to watch the light light up the sky. So wondering how you're doing this morning. Let's do our three-point check-in just to sense how we are arriving into this moment. So, sensing the body, what's the, what's the word that fits the body as you feel it? And sensing the heart and the word for your feeling, quality, mood, and the word for how your mind is today as we embark in this fourth day of practice together. <clears throat> And if you'd like to write it in the chat, so Jesse, Jesse will be uh, Zoom host this morning. So Jesse, if you if you haven't opened up the chat, so people can write in. Thanks. I like that phrase, so here and blessed. And again, as you write and as you read and just noticing the range of experience. Yesterday you might have been fatigued, today you're bright. Today maybe you're feeling tender and yesterday someone else was tender and Maybe the mind scattered today and yesterday was calm. And so it's almost like we're moving chess pieces around of our internal experience and trading places. Right? And it's, it's, it's interesting to see this flow of experience, right? This is partly what we're um, attuning to with mindfulness practice, with awareness, we're seeing just this, wave-like nature of experience, the wave-like phenomena, moods, joyful, sad, tender, open, reactive, angry, the body feeling alive, tingly, strong, weak, grounded, fatigued, the mind feeling busy, perturbed, open, quiet. So noticing the 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 flow of your experience. <clears throat> it'd be interesting if if uh you know whatever your whatever wearable you're wearing, you know, your Apple Watch or your Fitbit or your phone, if that could actually track 
these three word check in, and you look back in the day, oh, sad, 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 calm, quiet, pissed off, happy, calm, sad, sad, happy, peaceful, open, loving, clear, clear. <laughs> you see this wave. Oh, more peace today. Oh, more, more trouble today, more focused today, more reactive today. So I mean, we can track our heartbeats and track our uh, pulse and, and uh, blood pressure, which is you know, sort of an indicator of our physiological state. So, and again, the, the point is to rest in this mindful awareness, this clarity of knowing, seeing the whole flow, the whole uh, weather patterns, and being less caught up in what the particular weather pattern is, but to be abiding in the knowing of that pattern, not to be distant and separate from it, but to be clearly knowing, oh, this moment like this, last moment, ancient history like that, and so on. So, <clears throat> so this morning, today, we have a whole new day of practice. My Angela has a beautiful uh, teaching about um, how she's opens and welcomes the new day because it's a new day full of possibility, full of new arrival. It's like the, the poem by Rumi in the guest house. Each day, each morning, a new arrival, some momentary visitor, some momentary guest comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still treat each guest honorably. They may be clearing you out for some new delight. So noticing what's here, noticing the attitude and how you're welcoming sorrow, delight, calm, distractiveness, fatigue, shakiness, peace. So there's a couple of beautiful words in the Pali language. The Pali language is the, the language that the texts were written, that Buddhist teachings were written down in several hundred years after his passing. So that was kept, his teachings were kept as an oral lineage for centuries. And there's a couple of words, ehipasiko opanayiko. Ehipasiko means the Dharma, these teachings are a come and see thing. Come and check them out for yourself. Not a dogma to believe, but to be examined for yourself. And opanayiko means timeless, to be understood here and now in this moment. So when we offer teachings, in this case on awareness, to have that sense of come and see, check it out for yourself. How do these teachings concur or not, or support or not, my own practice and experience? And some will feel resonant, some might feel not so resonant. But the, the teachings, all the teachings that we're teaching here, uh, are offered as this invitation for you to examine for yourself. 
So as we ex continue to explore awareness and the nature of awareness, to, if possible, have an open, curious mind. And as we look at awareness itself, this innate jewel, this capacity of knowing, Kevin was speaking beautifully about yesterday. What is your understanding of that? What is your ex direct immediate experience of that? Important to remember that this recognition, this knowing is not a state. It's not something that we're looking to lock in or fix because nothing's fixable. Everything is fluid. But we're, as, as with mindfulness practice, we're moment to moment waking up, moment to moment, as it were, shining the light of attention on experience. In this practice, moment to moment, understanding, recognizing this quality of knowing, of awareness, like the sun shines this light brightly, illuminates experience and also self-illuminates. We can become aware of knowing itself, aware of awareness itself, this mysterious process of being awake and aware and present to life, to experience. And that teaching from, uh, I learned it from Tokugyun Rinpoche, which I think was Devon was pointing to yesterday. I got the good fortune of studying with him when he was alive in Kathmandu. And uh, short moments, many times, he would just say, short moments, many times, as in we recognize, uh, see, know, awareness, this light of clarity. And then we forget. We get distracted. We get caught in something. We go to sleep. And then we wake up. And, oh, here, mindfulness, awareness has resurfaced, as it were. My knowing of it has resurfaced. Short moments, many times. Same with mindfulness practice. Short moments, many times. You know, we talk a lot about continuity of attention, but actually, if we pay attention, it's just short moments of presence, awareness, knowing mindfulness, many, 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 many times in a day. When Sharon Salzburg was meditating in Burma with Upandita, who was a very, very exacting, fierce meditation master, and she'd been there for long months of very intensive practice. And, and he called her in for an interview. She had an interview one day and, and he said, how many breaths can you pay attention to before becoming distracted? And she thought, oh no, this is the moment. This is the big test. He's going to like, if I get the wrong answer, he's going to kick me out. I'll see that I'm a really bad meditation student after all this time. And she you know, came up with some answer. Um, and he said, it's probably about two breaths. It's about two breaths. If the mind, if you're really, really paying attention with a very subtle awareness, you'll see that the mind and is flickering momentarily all the time. Not all the time. A lot of the time. Um, usually so momentary, we don't even notice it. As we get more aware, we get more refined. We get to see the subtleties of the movements of mind and thought and distraction. And 
So short moments, many times, many, many moments in a single, in a minute, in the meditation, we're recognizing, re-recognizing this innate quality of awareness of presence, simply knowing sound arises, knowing, hearing, sensing, listening, seeing, breathing, touching. So I partly say that as, you know, sometimes we can get down on ourselves when our attention isn't sustained, when it feels like there's not much continuity. Every moment is an infinitely forgiving moment to wake up, to reestablish that knowing, that awareness. So there's a quote from uh, this beautiful Kashmiri Shaivism teacher, Lala, who is a great mystic, uh, I forget what century um, she lived in Kashmir in the, my mind saying the 15th century, but I'm not sure if that's accurate, but some centuries ago, very beautiful, poetic, uh, liberated utterances. And she said, awareness cleaned, cleansed my mind to a polishing, to a polished mirroring. Awareness cleansed my mind to a polished mirroring. The presence came near, and I knew that that was everything, and I nothing. Awareness cleansed my mind to a polished mirroring. This present, the presence came near, and I knew that was nothing. Everything that was everything, and I nothing. Sometimes awareness shines bright, luminous, clear, like a polished mirror, reflecting perfectly experience without interference, judging, pushing, pulling, contention, longing, just that clarity, just how how a mirror reflects experience. Or like a window receives experience without any resistance. So this morning, I'm going to guide us in what we sometimes call big mind meditation, which is really just a continuation of the awareness practice that we've been doing yesterday. And I'll be using the sounding of bells as a support for inviting the mind into resting in that natural quality of knowing. And we use sound We can use other things too, we can do seeing, but we can use sound because sound has that receptive, well, the hearing of sound has that receptive quality. We don't have to do anything, we don't have to reach out, we don't have to make anything happen. Sounds arise. Knowing happens by itself. Awareness, naturally present, wakeful, illuminating. So it's a way of inviting that naturalness of awareness that's always here that we tend to not see because we're fixated on the particular, the phenomena, or struggling with what's here. Okay, so let's sit together. 
establishing <clears throat> your meditation seat. Taking some moments to allow the body to settle into stillness. to settle into this physical form of body. The way rain, gentle rain, falls and settles and soaks into the ground, the soil, the earth. Noticing how awareness can be Perfectly attuned, feeling, sensing, receiving all of the sensory life in the body. Awareness awake to sensation. Sensation, as it were, permeating awareness, not separate. Awareness and the knowing of what's known, not separate. They rise together. body and its sensation and the knowing of it happening simultaneously. So as much as you can, inviting the body into ease, softening, relaxing, Inviting the mind into an alertness, a wakefulness. Brightness. And sensing in this moment the quality of awareness. It's naturally here, clear, open, spacious, knowing, happening by itself, ever present. And opening, tuning awareness 
to the field of sound, to silence and sounds appearing within that open, spacious awareness. appear and are known effortlessly in awareness. like the sky, spacious, vast, unobstructed, naturally clear. Naturally wakeful. Naturally present to what arises in that sphere, in that sky.
of sounds, appearing, disappearing, aware of the knowing of sound, the knowing of hearing, happening naturally, spontaneously by itself. same way that sounds appear and are known, the field of sensory life, sensation, contact, touch, pressure, tingling, vibration, expansiveness, dissolving, pressure, contact, burning, Heat, cold, be known in awareness as they arise, no need to strain, no need to resist or push away. Hold on, simply seeing how the whole game, the whole show is happening by itself, time without end.
sensation of breath like waves felt and known immediately in this ocean of awareness. No need to struggle or strain or control. Simply relax, rest in awareness. When the mind gets fixated on a particular thing, gets lost in thought, spacing out. And the knowing of that is a moment of awareness, releasing the fixation, inviting, again, quality of relaxing, openness, spaciousness. Tuning to the field of sound and silence. Remembering. 
present knowing quality of awareness. Awake to the rising and passing of experience. same way, movements of the heart, mood, emotion, expansion, contraction, known, felt naturally as they arise in awareness. Noticing this receptive open quality of awareness, non-preferential, non-contentious, Noticing how ceaselessly our attention gets pulled, consumed, and mind gets reactive, reaching out, pushing away. And all of that movement can be known in this spacious awareness, non-reactive, clearly knowing.
just like sounds, thoughts, images arise, flicker across the screen of awareness, like clouds or birds passing through the sky, like nature of the mind. Rest in the knowing, not caught in the conditions that are known. itself, this quality of knowing, spacious like the sky, illuminating like the sun, empty like the air. Yet responsive like the wind, attuned, receptive, awake, not a thing, but clearly here, clearly present, clearly knowing, and awake. Directly at awareness itself, as nature of your own mind.
curious. Does this awareness have a shape? Does it have a size, dimension? Does it have a color? Does it have form? Does it have a location? Does it come and go? mind spontaneously relax and rest. When left to itself, ordinary awareness is fresh, naked. If observed, it is a vivid clarity without anything to see. Direct awareness, sharp and awake. Possessing no existence, it is empty and pure. Clear openness, luminous. Abiding in this knowing awareness in this very instant. of your own mind, clear and awake.
this awakeness, this presence, naturally knowing, naturally clear, present to all that arises within it. phenomena continue to arise, resting in the knowing, the awareness of what's here. And at the same time aware of this knowing quality itself, this natural awareness. last few minutes of the sitting, either continue sitting in this way, or begin to orient this awareness to this, to whatever else is here in your physical experience, in your senses, in your environment. Sensing your whole body sitting and the clear knowing of that. Where of your heart and whatever 
mood, emotion that's present here. And the clear knowing of that. And when you're ready in your own time, slowly opening your eyes, but not looking at the screen, either looking down or looking above the computer. <clears throat> Probably easiest to rest the eyes below. Soft eyes, soft gaze. Imagining the eyes to be like windows. Just receiving this impression of form, color, shape, light, object. And notice how all that, all that seeing, all the phenomenal world that you're seeing is, again, equally simply known. If you can, as it were, settle back in your body, settle back in awareness, as attentive to the fact of seeing the quality of knowing that's seeing. And the awareness of sight of seeing happens by itself. In the same way, sounds, sensations, feelings, thoughts, phenomena, just arising ceaselessly. And the knowing of that happening effortlessly. And then knowing when that attention gets caught in some way, when we lose that clarity of knowing, and then the wakefulness returns. And in that returning, that reawakening, take a moment to relax. Let go of any judgment and just see, oh, what's naturally here as, as awareness, as it were, reestablishes itself. So I'll ring the bell to end the meditation. course, from this perspective, this practice, meditation, post-meditation, it's all the same. It's just awareness, just phenomena appearing and disappearing, internally, externally, stillness and movement. using those bells as a way to hopefully invite that quality of spaciousness, of receptivity, of naturalness, of knowing.
the same time, what was clear from meeting with people yesterday is also the importance in our practice to be responsive and attuned to what's here. Responsive and attuned to meeting the moment. So, although in the instructions I'm emphasizing this resting in awareness, the knowing of awareness present to the flow of experience. And at times that practice is fine and suitable and useful. And other times we may need a very different orientation. Maybe our knee is burning, our back is aching, our heart is tender. And so the spontaneousness or naturalness of the of this awareness is to, is to respond. And so maybe in that moment, the, what's called for is a very close attention to physical pain. Or maybe what's required is a warmth and a loving presence to a heart that's very tender and vulnerable. Or what's necessary is we open our eyes because we feel very caught up and triggered and we need to ground. Our mind's just very distracted and we need the refuge of the breath to just come back to a kind of a simplicity of present moment attention. So the, the sign of a mature practice is we learn to be responsive as awareness is responsive, responding to what's needed in the moment, not having some fixed idea of what meditation should be like or my practice should be like just because the instructions are going in a certain way that may be helpful and maybe at times something all the other instructions that you've heard may be as useful so letting your practice be responsive and adaptive thank you for listening to learn how you can support the teachers and dharma seed please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.